Right. It's possible to be blind physically and enlightened spiritually. It's also possible to be blind spiritually, though you can see with your physical eyes. Which, which is worse, to be physically blind or to be spiritually blind? And the answer is spiritual blindness. How great is that darkness? From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpott, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell of Founders Baptist Church. Now, with the podcast this time, we're going to do things a little differently. Instead of me asking Pastor Richard the question, we actually have a small, live audience of mostly young people who have important topics they'd like to ask Pastor Richard. So we hope you'll enjoy this new format for Season 14 of Straight Truth. But if you have a question you'd like to ask Pastor Richard, as always, please leave a comment below this video or submit a question on our website, straighttruth.net. With that, let's get to the question for this episode. My uh, question is about um, the meaning of Matthew 6, 22 to 23, about the eye and the light um, in the passages. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, the whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, the whole body will be full of darkness. Then in the light, in the darkness, how great is the darkness? Yeah, the last part of that that you just read says, if then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Yeah, What our Lord is doing here, in my view, is He is, um, as He often does, He's giving us a comparison. He's giving us an analogy that is meant to teach us a spiritual truth. He states that comparison at the, in the 22nd verse when he says the eye is the lamp of the body. And he talks about the difference between a, a healthy eye and a bad eye. He says if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. God has, has designed our bodies in such a way that our eyesight serves the whole person. There's a sense in which if our eye is healthy, the whole life, the whole body, the whole person is enlightened. And we just need to think, you know, not very long about this to see how that works. Someone who has eyesight versus someone who is blind. Uh, if you're at a, an intersection and you don't have, if you're blind, you don't have a seeing eye dog or you don't have someone there to hold your hand and see you across, though your ears are working and everything else in your body is functioning, you're in darkness. The whole body is in darkness. The whole person is in jeopardy because the eye is not functioning. If you think about even when your eye is functioning well, health in a healthy manner, how it serves the rest of your body. I don't know if you've ever done this, but you've put your hand, you can't see, you're putting your hand and you feel something. And <laughs> you're like, what is that? That I just put my hand in. Your, your sensory ability is still functioning, but you need the eye to help that aspect of your body so that as soon as you can see what you put your hand into, there's a sense in which the whole self was enlightened <laughs> by virtue of the healthy eye. So if the eye is healthy, the whole body is full of light. If the eye is bad, there is a darkness that the whole person knows as a result. Then our Lord makes an application when he says, if then, if then, there's, there are indicators that now he's beginning to make an application. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? If the, the light in you. So now we're thinking not about physical perception. We're thinking about 
spiritual perception. There's a light in one's self. If that is darkness, I can say it to you this way, if the organ of spiritual perception is blind, what kind of darkness are you in? It's even worse than physical darkness. Right? It's possible to be blind physically and enlightened spiritually. It's also possible to be blind spiritually, though you can see with your physical eyes. Which, which is worse, to be physically blind or to be spiritually blind? And the answer is spiritual blindness. How great is that darkness? And in the larger context, he's just been talking about not laying up treasures for ourselves on earth, mm-hmm. where moth and rust affect things, but lay up your treasure in heaven. You can't do that without spiritual vision. You can't do that without spiritual vision. One of the evidences that your spiritual perceptions are darkened is that you live for the things of this age. You live for the moment. Your treasure's being laid up here on earth. It's one of the evidences that you're spiritually blind. You're able to see that God and God alone is the one whom you should be serving. The next verse, verse 24, no one can serve two masters. He'll either hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You can't serve God in money. So one of the evidences that you're, you're not in spiritual blindness is that you can see that this life is temporal. The next life is for forever. What's really valuable is not what belongs to this temporary age, but what is going to last for forever. And the one who is to be served is God himself, not what God gives. If you can't see that, you're in great darkness. So I think he's moving from a physical analogy to a spiritual application in that passage. So just kind of picking up on this idea of light, Matthew mentions this a couple times, and and other gospel writers um, mention um, our lives being like a light that should not be you know, put under a basket, it should be on this, a stand so that it actually gives light to all that around it. Is there a correlation between maybe this passage and that application as well? Yeah, I, th- I think the correlation would have to do with the, the image of light. So once, once there's light in us, once we've been brought into the light, then God through us gives light to the world, at least, at least a testimony to, to light. Now, men and women have to have the spiritual ability to, to perceive that and receive that and benefit from that. God grants that. Mm-hmm. So as we, as we go forth preaching the gospel, for example, we are declaring a message of light. God is light. In Him, there's no darkness whatsoever. As you tell the truth about God, you're giving a message of light. Light is shining. And what we're meant to do, a people who've been given that light, been brought into the, that light, entrusted with the message of that light, what we should never do is behave in a way like we're still in darkness, hiding that, ashamed of that, unwilling to give voice to it. We we should proclaim the light, but even then we know only God can grant the ability, the spiritual eyesight, to be able to let that light enter into the soul. What God did for us when he saved us is he gave us eyes to see and ears to hear. Mm -hmm. We weren't born with that. So God had to do that for us in new birth, regeneration, so that we could receive the light that was there. You know, I don't make the sunshine today when I go out and see it. It's already shining. Mm. I, I'm just able to acknowledge what's already there. If I'm blind, I can benefit from the other of the sun's properties, the heat, that sort of thing, but I can't see it. 
And so what God did is His Son was preached to us as He said, let there be light, as it were. Mm-hmm. He allowed His light to shine in our hearts. The book of 2 Corinthians talks about this. I think it is. Yeah. And so we were able to perceive the glory of God in the face of His Son. You know, Jesus could be presented to me, but I couldn't see God's glory in His face. I couldn't recognize who He really is until God said, let there be light. And His light shined in my heart. And I, I had now a spiritual set of eyes to be able to perceive Jesus for who He really is is. Yeah, and even I I like that image of light as it relates to Jesus. John 1 says, uh, the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And so really this light that we're talking about, this lamp that might be within us that squelches the darkness and puts it away and also shines so broadly, this is all a reflection of who Jesus is. That's exactly right, Josh. And, And we still need to distinguish, as John the Baptist did, between being a witness to the light and the light himself. So we bear witness to the one who is the light. And it's, it's the knowledge of Him that makes us those lamps in this world. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, we'd love to have you share this episode with friends and family. And the easiest way to do that is by going to our website, straighttruth.net, and subscribing to one of our social media channels like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported. So if you'd like to find out ways to help us to continue to produce this podcast, again, go to our website, straighttruth.net. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.